Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? Hola at your boy. Pete Donaldson here reporting live from London. Quiet, quiet London. <laughs> Is it still very quiet? It's still pretty quiet, Chris. Um, from my window, I can see um, there's a lot of workmen in the street. There's a guy painting a lamppost. Now, we don't need that done. Oh, very nice. Do we? He does not need to be out painting lampposts uh, when we're in lockdown, effectively. Uh, you're allowed a little bit of exercise every day. Uh, so I've taken to uh, walking around with a cup of tea in my hand so that if anybody stops me and says, hey, where are you off to? I'll just say, I'm just having a cup of tea, mate. So I'm to walk around. I live over there, so... You know, um, you, so if you are you, gonna, if you do need to be somewhere very quickly, or you do need to do something that you know how to do, just carry a cup of tea around. People aren't going to question you; they're going to assume that you're from the local area. Life hacks, life hacks with Pete Donaldson <laughs> to break there the is, rules. Th- with there tea. is a lot of, there is a lot of. Uh, I am just sort of looking at like Heathrow's. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, departures uh, and which which planes are actually leaving Heathrow? There are a lot of planes going to Japan. That's all I'm saying, guys. <laughs> I could just it's still running. Look, if I'm going to be if I'm going to be in isolation, I may as well be in isolation in a place that I really like. So, <laughs> well, they've I think they've blocked uh, people from coming in Japan now for full stop. What um, like Europe oh, and North no. America? So you would either Bollocks. not be allowed on the plane, or you'd be sitting in like a room near Naita Airport, twiddling your thumbs and doing whatever you do. I'll um, take it. I'll take it. And I <laughs> I could come to like the window and laugh at you yeah. through the window. <laughs> or me coolish. bring you contraband. Speaking of coolish, can you hear this? Mm. What's that that noise? is the sound of a coolish. That, hey, that is the sound which one? of a coolish being opened. It's the standard original flavour. Because uh, oh, they've, they've just they've just re-released their uh, favorite um, one of my favorites, Calpis flavor, which isn't really a coolish in my uh, book because it's kind of like it's more of a sorbet. It's more of Slurpy. a Calpis sorbet they've made. It's a, no, well, it's mm. a it's a sorbet. It's a straight sorbet in a in a Capri Sun packet, um, but it's very delicious. And if you ever get the chance, but they they, they announced on Twitter um, that they were re-releasing it because they released it last year uh, and the year, I think the year before as well. And I was very much into it. But the annoying thing was. Um, mm. they're like they, they they're asking for like you know your your comments and stuff. I'm like lads, 
I've been commenting on this bloody Twitter page for two years and I've had nothing. It really is. Yeah, you've, you've had nothing. It's insane how Absolute much you talked about shit. it. How much? <laughs> oh, let that be a lesson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Lotte, the company that owns Coolish, they don't care. They just don't care. If, they don't, I don't care about yeah. us. Why have they ignored you? Um, I guess the reason I bought it today was I went for a run. My first run of the year. My first run of four years, I think. It went for a long jog. <laughs> and I came back and I just couldn't like walk or move. And I thought, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to have some reasonably priced ice cream in a bag. And uh, the last time I had a Coolish, I remember... Uh, I haven't had one in a while because they're very messy. Uh, because of course, Coolish <laughs> no, ice cream. They're very messy. It's a, it's an ice cream, vanilla ice cream in a sachet with a little mm-hmm. kind of straw. And at yeah. first, it's frozen, right? But after mm. about five minutes, and I've been holding this five minutes now, it turns into a liquid. And if you pull yeah. the cap off, it just goes everywhere. And I remember it exploded all over my car once, uh, all over a car I was renting, actually. And it caused quite the mess. And ever since then, I've just not had any, and I hate them. But I think I, I've I, been I reconverted. Be, I hate to be callous and rude, Chris, but you are a fucking amateur, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, are a coolish amateur. I, no, it's a nice thing. I, I I see the opinion. I see the appeal. Just about 153 Fishing calories. Ice cream. Mm. Yes, it was 153 calories, and I know for a fact that I burned 150 calories uh, because I was calculating. I'm trying to be scientific about my exercise, and I saw that I burned right, 150 yeah. calories, and now I've undone all that good work. So that sucks. <laughs> good on you. Good on oh, well. you. Um. So, obviously, the Olympics cancelled. We talked about that last week. Olympics Mm. are now cancelled, postponed until next year. But there is a date. Those of you wondering when the new Olympics is going to be, I think they're still calling it Olympics, Tokyo Olympics 2020, because rebranding... Yeah, they're doing that with the Euros as well. It's weird. Like, I guess they've bought all the key rings and stuff. They did the same thing with the Euros. It's going to be Euro 2020, but it's going to be played in Euro 2021. It's money, isn't it? Good way to save money, money and branding, it? I guess. Um, yeah, so it's going to be 2021, and it's going to be July 23rd. So the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, 2021, July 23rd, bit confusing, but uh, there you go. You've got that to look forward to. For those of you who were planning to come to Japan this year to see the Olympics, put that in your calendar. And I think uh, you can get, I think the tickets you've got, if you have got any, are still valid as well, uh, or you can cancel them for free. So right, some good news okay. there. But some bad news as well. Is it? Uh, okay. Not even the Olympics. This time, uh, Japan's biggest comedian actually died of the coronavirus last week, Ken Shimura, um, which I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Pete. Have you ever heard of Ken Shimura? No, no, no. I, I haven't. He's kind of like the Rowan Atkinson or the John Cleese of Japan. And uh, the, I kind of, I think it kind of made everyone realise how bad the coronavirus is in one aspect um, because he's the first kind of famous person here to pass away from it. Um, yeah. So the whole nation's in shock. And he did die quite young. He's age 70. Um, so that's a great shame. If you want to check out some of his sketches, he's pretty funny. If you've ever seen any form of Japanese comedy or any Japanese uh, comedic sketch, he's usually in it somewhere. Um, and there's quite a few on YouTube. So just type in Ken Shimura and you'll be able to find some pretty funny sketches. And often they are subtitled in English as well. So go and check him out. Um, but it's a terrible shame. Um, and Japan's still a little bit behind on how it's dealing with the coronavirus. But I don't want to talk about the coronavirus in this podcast. I'm sick to death of it. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are as well, Pete. 
um, listeners, uh, well, Pete, uh, very everyone. unfortunate uh, turn of phrase, I imagine. But yes, yes, we're all very bored. <laughs> oh. And I think this, the podcast space is uh, a place where we should be entertaining and not talking about the coronavirus. But I'm very sorry, uh, Ken Schumerer. Uh, sadly passed away. But his memory lives on in lots of great YouTube mm. videos. Mm. What a legend. Um, yeah, something, let's do something a bit more upbeat today. Last week, we gave you some ideas for things to do while you're stuck indoors. This week, we've got an interesting um, interesting mail from Ken from Atlanta. Another Ken. It says, hey, Chris and Pete, love the podcast and YouTube channel. I'm heartbroken to have to postpone my spring Japan trip until the fall. But I'm going with my older parents, and we decided it was not worth the risk, given the coronavirus situation. Looking on the bright side, though, I now have six extra months to save up money before the trip. Do you have any recommendations for splurges in Japan? Hope you two are doing well. All the best. Ken from Atlanta. And so I thought today we'd talk about ways that you could spend an extra $1,000, how you could splurge $1,000 while you're in Japan. Does that sound exciting, Pete? Do you like splurging money? Do you like to spend big? I, n- I never spend – the problem with being an adult is and having um, a small amount of disposable income is that you aren't really – I've never really had to – Didn't you fight in Japan like in business class? Little I fl- no via Frankfurt, so I mean, oh, right. like it that makes it cheaper, doesn't it? So another Pete Donaldson <laughs> life hack there, ladies and gentlemen. Life hack there. <laughs> Go via Frankfurt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, you guess some good deals if you fly if you fly via places. It only like adds a couple more hours. I mean, I would go hand luggage because sometimes they can lose your luggage on the way. But still, um, I, I would recommend that. But yeah, uh, I, I'm not into cars. I'm not. In, I don't have expensive tastes really. So um, my kind of splurge is involved consumer electronics so it's not going to be more than a grand anything i splurge on i think what kind of electronics have you bought recently that cost a grand Um, what's the most you've ever spent in japan on one item um, oh, that's a that's a good shout. Um, I probably bought a couple of MacBooks because MacBooks are quite uh, like Apple products are a little, like a good couple of hundred uh, dollars cheaper. Or they certainly were when the pound was strong and yen was mm. kind of weaker. You get that ten. I think you got ten percent tax rebate or ten percent tax free, and then an extra two or three percent because if you use Visa, you get that. But you got to bring your passport uh, to the Bit Camera. So I bought cameras and. Um, MacBooks, maybe an iPad as well. Um, so yeah, that that kind of stuff really. And also, uh, my, probably my most expensive splurge was a um, uh, from in Tokyo hands a nineteen uh, seventies TV slash uh, radio kind of uh, combi thing. It, it's a beautiful piece of work. It's I'm looking at it right now. It's lovely. What is it like a handheld TV radio? It's a Hitachi TV radio from uh, like the eighties, I think. It's uh, that sounds amazing. It was quite expensive. Oh, it's it's great. It's a lovely bit of work. I tried to uh, I, I tried to figure out how to get uh, uh, me playing The Witcher on it because it's a black and white little telly, tiny little kind of like five inch job shoved into a boombox, effectively with a cassette player and a radio and stuff like that. The problem with the frequencies uh, over in Japan, they're slightly dif- shifted to the right up the scale mm. uh, than, than, than the British. So you can't get many British radio stations on them. Um, but yeah, uh, it's really hard to get digital telly or anything through the whole thing because you have to effectively set up your own RF broadcast. So in any, it, 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 basically I, I didn't manage to do it, but I do own a nice <laughs> little telly, telly stereo thing. That's that kind of cool. I, I love the idea of getting some sort of retro 80s electronics. You say you bought that in Tokyo hands, though. That's That doesn't do second-hand goods. So is that 
Was it like oh, brand it does new? Though. Like, oh no, does it, it does though, Chris. See, sometimes another life get... hack. On another life Pick hack, a Shibuya Tokyo hands. You don't see them a lot on any of the others, but Shibuya uh, Tokyo hands. The maybe not the one above B one. There is where they sell cycling goods and also. Um, uh, bags and suitcases. The level above that, though, is uh, usually like crafts, that like seasonal crafts. So people will come in, sometimes they'll sell shoes, sometimes it'll be like a retro clothing um, expo, uh, sometimes it'll be old signs from shops, Coca-Cola, Sprite, that kind of thing, um, light-up neon beer signs um, that have been rescued and restored. Uh, but the, the, uh, for, for six months, there was one uh, that was just old, lovely 80s um, Hitachi and Toshiba uh, and Sony um, stereos and stuff, little tellies and things. Uh, there were so many things I would have bought. It's so It looked so cool. And how much was it, this combo TV re- may, retro radio? May have been, it may have been £600, Chris. £600? I, I think hell. it was. I think it was very expensive. I, I remember it being very expensive and thinking, hey, you're only in Japan... Ten times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know anyone who has visited Japan more times than you have, to be honest, Pete. But uh, <laughs> that's interesting. Even though I did, I did come across as a bit. I lectured you there. The idea of buying something for six hundred pounds from the eighties. To be honest, mm. I can't really talk because I have gone to like steak restaurants and spent that amount on steak. And I mean, that is how I would spend a thousand dollars, to be honest. I'd just go to a tapanyaki, yeah. uh, a kind of iron grill restaurant where you get some wagyu steak, go with four people. Typically, it'd be about $250 a head anyway. And yeah. that's a great way to spend a thousand dollars, but have the meal of a lifetime, you know. In the belly. I'd probably spend it on food. <laughs> I, I, there's also Jiro Sushi. You know, the most expensive, most yeah. famous sushi restaurant in Japan. Really interesting. Because. I was speaking to a friend um, the other day. You've, you've never been, have you, Pete? And I, no, no. Not your sort of thing. <laughs> well, it's a oh, tube station. Isn't it? I'm not eating tube station food. Piss off. A tube station. It is, yeah. Um, Jiro Sushi, Sukiyabashi Jiro, is, uh, it's hidden by Ginza subway line, isn't it? Hidden by Ginza station. And uh, I've, I've met about... A three, about three of my friends have been to this place. And, you know, I get a lot of people ask me, have you been there? Are you going to go? And I don't want to go because every person I've spoken to who's been said, the fish is all right. It's pretty, you know, above average meal. It's great. But the service is a bit awkward and a bit uncomfortable. I was just speaking to a friend last week who'd been there. Uh, we met up for some sushi at uh, my favorite sushi chain, which is Sushi Zanmai. It's kind of middle mid-range sushi sushi restaurant chain. Really great. Mm. I can't can't recommend it enough. And he sort of said, "I'm enjoying this as much as I enjoyed the sushi at Jiro Sushi." But <laughs> here, I'm not being stared at or intimidated or made to feel yeah. uncomfortable. Apparently, the staff there are a little bit nah. Like they, they're not, yeah, they're not a bit. They're, they're a bit dodgy. Um, they're not the nicest bit folks. Dodgy, bit <laughs> dodgy. <laughs> libelous stuff, libelous stuff. <laughs> but I've heard, you know, I've heard some pretty bad stories. Um, I think they, I think after that documentary that came out, uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, which is a good, a good documentary to be fair. They did get so many foreign customers coming that they found yeah. it quite overwhelming. Uh, and they got quite annoyed by it. And I think now you can't even take reservations there. And as a result, it lost its Michelin stars. It's three oh, Michelin yeah, yeah. stars because that's right. Yeah. Um, exclusive restaurants 
where you can't reserve can't be in the Michelin Guide. Not that they care because it's still, still got know. the reputation. People still know, yeah. People still know. Exactly. But um, yeah, no, I've, I've not heard of people, that, I've not heard of many friends that have been there and enjoyed the experience much because no, even though the sound. sushi's great, you know, if you're not enjoying your atmosphere where you're eating your meal, then it's not going to be a fun meal, is it? And for me, the atmosphere is a really big deal when I'm having my meal. It's just yeah. as important as the food often. So I like the um, I, I like the sushi that me, you and your buddy um had in uh, Hakata. So um that was cool. Well, what was that? Um uh, didn't we have you some mean sushi? Sakata? Was ha- Sakata, sorry. I always get yeah. those two mixed up. Honestly. Always Sakata. get mixed up. Uh we had some lovely that that was a lovely bit of uh, work. Uh, and, and and the man who was making the yeah. sushi had a big smile on his face. Cause you were there, Pete. It's cause you were there. Yeah, exactly. He was happy right. to serve you. They loved it. But if any of you guys have been to Jiro Sushi or plan to go, let us know. Be keen to find out. Um, obviously, it's really expensive. It's $400 per head, I think, last time I checked. Um, and that's just for 30 minutes as well. It's a very intense course. Um, I think it was the most expensive restaurant for the amount of time that you're there. That's the statistic I saw because, you know, right, $400 okay. in half an hour. That's a lot of money. Um, so... But yeah, keen to hear some more of these on that. But that's a great way to spend some money. And if you do want to go, uh, the trick is to get your hotel concierge or someone to try and call them up for you. Don't call yourself. Get your your hotel to do it and take care of it for you in advance, a long time in advance. I very advance. recently, I very recently used a hotel concierge to uh, book a taxi, uh, book like a tour of the city uh, where I was, and turns out I'd never used a hotel concierge. I don't like bothering people and i asked a hotel concierge you know tipped him a ridiculous amount of money because i'm so fucking embarrassed about asking anyone um uh i asked a hotel concierge to help me out with something and he helped me out they're brilliant they'll do anything for you it's i know that's what they're there for but i've never used a hotel concierge before it's like oh wow they know what the what the city's all about it's oh man i'm definitely gonna do that again <laughs> concierges of the world watch out pete donaldson's coming for you and he's going to harass you and get you to do weird requests what kind of (laughs) things did you ask was it literally just a taxi you make it sound like they did something incredible i know but i wouldn't have been a bucket or i would have been effed over no doubt (laughs) booked a little car a tootle around the town it was it was great oh man i love that guy (laughs) brilliant concierges um Speaking of hotels, though, that's another great way to blow $1,000. Uh, Tokyo certainly has its fair share of expensive hotels. There is the Lost in Translation Hotel. If you want to reenact right. Lost in Translation, if you want to pretend to be Scarlett Johansson or Bill Murray, there's um, the, Park Hyatt in, uh, the Park Hyatt in Shinjuku, Skyscraper District. I think it costs about seven or $800 for one Back night. Now. And I have stayed there. I have done it one time about five years ago um, when – I was a teacher and I spent half a month's salary just to go there because it had to be done. It was on my bucket list. I love that film. And it was it was all right. Wouldn't do it again. The room was pretty <laughs> average. The view was great. Room was pretty average. Mm. But if you do love the film, then it's the closest way to... Actually, no, the best the best part about it was there's a really nice um, spa. There's a really nice bath and spa uh, that features in the film. I remember there's a scene of Bill Murray just sitting in the hot spring um, up in the up in the kind of top floor of the building. And I remember just sitting there, in there alone, thinking, yeah, I'm like Bill Murray. Awesome. I'm like, that, Bill Murray. I'm like Bill I'm Murray. I'm like Bill Murray. sexy like Bill Murray. Absolutely. And I got a head massage, the best head massage I've ever had. And Ooh, lovely. That was, 
There you go. That's a great way to spend a thousand dollars. Go to the hotel, pretend to be Bill Murray, and get a head massage. If that's not a good way to spend a grand, I don't know what is. Um, <laughs> also, Cerulean Tower, the Cerulean Tower Hotel in Shibuya. If you want the best view of Tokyo, the rooms there about eight hundred dollars, I guess, for a night. Another pricey hotel. Um, have you stayed there, Pete? I think you have. It, uh, it, it depends. Yeah, that was my first. Um, that was my first taste of uh, of Tokyo. I stayed in one in Shiodome um, for about four days, and then I moved over to um, a one in Cerulean Tower. And I, I think mine was about two hundred a night, maybe two fifty. Um, but I just presumed that's how much hotels cost in Tokyo. Obviously, that's not the case. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a real trip. Like something at fifty floors up, um, just constantly just looking out the window, going, "Yes, this is." Tokyo, this is how to do it. So definitely <laughs> worth doing for a couple of nights, I reckon, if you just got there. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, maybe if you just got there, is it worth doing it first or is it worth doing it at the end of your holiday just to treat yourself? Either way, uh, it's a beautiful view of uh, of Tokyo. And, uh, yeah, end, yeah, okay, all right, once the uh, jet lag has, uh, has left you. It's wonderful. Well, I remember I, a good friend of mine was staying there recently. He was in Tokyo and I went up to visit him. And I think, you know, I think he's on the 42nd floor or something ridiculous. And I remember going up and opening the curtains and it was just the best view I've ever had of Tokyo uh, because obviously the tower faces out over Shibuya Crossing, over the whole of Shibuya. And then in the distance, you've got the Shinjuku Skyscraper District. You've got... Um, uh, the park, um, what can't I think of the park? Yoyogi Park. You've got the whole view. Um, rather than me explain it, if you go on my Instagram, I did take a photo of my on my iPhone of it, and you can check it out there. I took it, I think, six months ago, and uh, just mm. the best view of Tokyo. So that's a good way to spend another grand if you've got mm. some money to, to spare. Um, Beautiful. Tokyo helicopter tour. What about that? Would you ever do a hotel? Would you ever do a helicopter tour, Pete? Is that your sort of thing? I'm not. I'm not a big fan of helicopters. I must admit. I mean, yeah, me neither. I, no, <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I had a nightmare. Don't think I had a nightmare about one last night. Just and, and, and yet you put and then you wind. and then you thought yeah you're going to put it in the running order you're going to say yeah I'm going to I'm going to, and then I, th- I woke up and I thought yeah I'll get in an helicopter you know the thing about planes is they've got wings haven't they so if the engines fail. You've got a bit of gliding time, haven't you? But helicopters, no, 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 no. Yes. Do I... not like. Well, anyway, if you do want to go on a helicopter tour, you can get one <laughs> for $230. 15 minutes, $230. Goes over Tokyo Tower, Skytree, Rainbow Bridge. I think the, the company is called Go Tokyo. That's another option. Uh, yeah, you're right, though. I don't really want to go in a helicopter for that very reason you just I, explained. I will, I, honestly, I will say, I, though... Yeah, yeah. I will say though that like the Japanese are meticulous when it comes to uh, maintenance. So, I if I was yeah, going to go yeah. in one anywhere in the world, I'd probably go there, you know. And and and, and generally, um, uh, mechanical crashes are quite rare. It's usually you know flying with instruments. I mean, the Kobe Bryant ca- crash, obviously being a, a, mm. a, a modern one, but um, it, it's usually weather weather related. As long as you don't Absolutely. go in in bad weather, you're uh, usually okay. Well, don't think anyone's going to be doing that. So, don't know why I put that on the list. Uh, just forget about the, <laughs> the treacherous helicopter tour. Forget about that, yeah. Um, cool. Good, good way to see Tokyo, but don't do it. 
Um, another good way. Have you, actually, have you got any more? I'm, I'm reeling off this list here while my coolish is melting very quickly. I, well, have you, you, you have a suck on your, you have a big old oh, yeah. honk on your, on your coolish. Um, mm. I would go to uh, Akihabara or Shibuya and I would rent as many of those little Mario Kart things as possible. <laughs> and uh, I would um, just, just um, drown them in the Samida River. I just throw them. I just throw them in, <laughs> so no one can toot about on them like idiots. I don't oh, know why no. I have a complete a complete mistrust and hatred of them. I just want to throw them in the mm. river. It's awkward because I, I know the guy. I know one of the guys that works there and runs it. Um, he's a really nice bloke, Matthew. I mean, there's um, loads of com- I mean, surely there's loads of competing companies. Yeah, but no, he works. I think he works for the company, um, the Car. company. Right. But it's not called Mary Car anymore due to a multi-million dollar lawsuit but um <laughs> oh no who, i mean was I, it who who put that one together was it sega <laughs> oh, nintendo yeah i i it's a shame but I, I don't know what they were thinking really that company it was a pretty bad idea <laughs> to be honest it doesn't take a oh, no, copyright it's, lawyer it's expert to work that one out <laughs> not really no it's excellent um i would probably go to um uh book off or hard off um in the music section, there's always some lovely guitars, but also I really want one of those um, Japanese harps, a koto, um, you know, those like, and, and you can get electric ones as mm. well. I'd quite like to learn how to, how to play that. I mean, I'd, it would literally just sit there. <laughs> I can barely play the guitar. It's interesting, the difference between you and I. You like material things. I like experiences. Which one's better? Well, no, better the experience one? of me throwing a lot of go-karts into the Samida River, I think, is a... <laughs> It's a wonderful experience. Fair point. Fair point there. Um, I'd, I'd about... also slam a load of. I'd slam a load of Hibiki Thirty as well. You know that Hibiki whiskey. I tried a Hibiki twenty, oh, yeah. f- twenty or twenty five when I was in. Um, where was I? I think I was in Kumamoto, uh, and I had some of Just that. And it was about a glass. It was um, about twenty seven dollars. Um, but I thought, uh. fuck it, I'm treating myself, and it was bloody delicious. I mean, that's man, expensive. Uh, it is but expensive, but it's, it's not thousand dollars expensive. Best. No, can have a fair few glasses of that. Can at least forty. I don't think. Forty glasses. I don't even think you can buy. I don't even think you can buy a bottle for that amount. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the most expensive whiskey you could get in Japan is. Probably because listen, I there was don't a Yamazaki. Fi- there was a, there was a Yamazaki fifty that went for like a, a ridiculous amount of money. A king's ransom. Yamazaki fifty. Bloody hell. It would but be would undrinkable you... at 50, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, f- I, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you would drink it. I know you would. If you got in 30 seconds. I'd drink anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a CV-worthy appraisal of yourself. Uh, but I guess another good way of spending some money, stay at a traditional Japanese inn. What about that? Is that up your street, Pete? Japanese inn? Well, it would have to be a bloody good Japanese inn, wouldn't it? It would. There is a there is a really good chain, which I do recommend. Uh, Hoshino Resorts, Hoshino Resorts, literally spell H O S H I N O. They have um, beautiful inns throughout the country. I've stayed at a few. I filmed one in Aomori, um, Aomoria, and I think it's called Japan's most stunning onsen, Japan's most stunning hot spring. The video, and uh, we went to a hot spring. It was just, uh, literally just built into the waterfall which is amazing, um, and it's really natural. But they're really good. They're a really good chain, but they are pricey. Uh, you're looking at about 
between five hundred dollars to a thousand dollars per night in one of the Hoshino resorts. Yeah, um, I mean, there's one in terms of ones that are near Tokyo. There's one called um, Hoshino Resort Kai Hakone. The luxurious ones are called Kai K A I, and uh, you can get a nice room there for five hundred dollars a night. I haven't stayed there. A friend of mine did and recommended it, but they're well known for just having all the right. All the t- all the boxes ticked basically. A good kind of Japanese inn should have several things. One, beautiful kind of rustic traditional design aesthetic. Two, lots of really good food, like amazing kind of almost Michelin class quality food. And three, amazing hot springs. And they always tick all three of those boxes. Um, we'll have to go one next time you're over, Pete. Maybe I'll treat mm. you. I don't know why. Kai. Don't know the occasion will be. Kai, isn't uh, Kai, Kai must to buy? It is, but I don't, I don't think it's that. Uh, I I've only ever seen it spelled in uh, Ramaji in English letters, right. so I don't actually okay. know what the kanji is. I should look into that. I know thing? it means what like luxurious. Yeah, right. it's luxurious. Mm. I know that much. But you do have to certainly spend a lot. You do have to buy a lot when you go there, given it is quite expensive, mm. but can't mm. recommend it enough. Another option, another great way to blow $1,000 uh, what about a 24-hour city trip, 24-hour escape from Tokyo to somewhere like right, Sapporo okay. or Kagoshima or Fukuoka? You, you've done that, haven't you? Kind I of. Done that. I, did, I, did, I did. Yeah, I did loads of them. Loads of little babby ones, didn't I? Uh, last time I went, went from Sapporo yeah. to Fukuoka, Fukuoka to... Did I fly back to... Yeah, I think I did fly back to Tokyo from there. Ah, yeah, I, I didn't really use my uh, JAR pass at all this time. <laughs> Not wasted, wasted money. money. Dear, oh dear. But like, I mean, like Japan, it's um, it's not a big country, but it can take a long time to get around it unless you're going by bullet trains or by planes. And only the last like four or five years has Japan had lots of uh, domestic low-cost airline carriers pop up, which has made traveling the country relatively cheap and relatively easy, right? Mm. Um, so for a thousand bucks, you could get a return ticket from Tokyo to just about any city in Japan for about 100 to $150. And then you can spend the rest of the money on lots of food and toys and excitement in the very city you end up in. That could be a good way. Lovely. Of That'd taking be a good advantage way. of that. I'd take that. Yeah. Go and buying a load of uh, polystyrene heads in Tokyo hands, which is another thing <laughs> I'd do. <laughs> you know what? I've, locked, I've, I've looked at those polystyrene heads every day for many years, and I've been thinking of an excuse to buy one and what I could do with it. And I just cannot think of what I could do with it, but I want one. It's, it's more it, it's more the polystyrene heads, but like it, near the polystyrene heads is always a bag of polystyrene ears, which I don't know what the ears are for. It's just, uh, I don't know, advertising earrings. I don't know what polystyrene just... heads for. What's that for? <laughs> wigs? Yeah, putting wigs on. Wigs, isn't it? Wigs. Yeah. Wigs. Unfortunately, I don't have a wig. Won't be very useful. Um yeah, I think they, that's our list, though. Any other ideas mm. of spending a thousand, Pete? I'd probably spend it on uh, retro video game equipment. To be fair, um, I, I walked around. Well, I was in this market near. Um, I think it probably was in Akihabara. To be fair, I was in this market, and there was a lot of uh, you know my little uh, collection of um, automatons. Uh, I, I went to the basically the shop that just sold the inventors' uh, inventions. So I got a little book about him and stuff, and he's got loads of different oh, weird cool. inventions and stuff. Uh, but it's just in this little kind of um, 
uh, sort of Chinese, uh, you know, odds and sods kind of uh, market. They've got these little kind of um, gachapon machines, but instead of having mm. like little toys in them, there's actually um, old uh, FM chips from the 1980s uh, that used to go in like uh, retro arcade machines and video game machines and stuff. So you can get these gachapons and, and what comes out are these little kind of, uh, well, old computer chips effectively. It's fascinating oh, wow. uh, what, you can, what you can get uh, down the down the little uh, market uh, stalls of, uh, of Akihabara, if you're really into electronics anyway. And, I, and I'm well, not, but I do respect the craft. It certainly beats the gachapon machine we discovered in Nakano that time. The uh, Pants? The rather shady used underwear gachapon machine. I think they were used. I don't know. I, t- I tried not to look at it too much. Probably don't buy that. Avoid those gachapon machines. But uh, there you go. There's our list of how Lovely. to spend $1,000 in Japan. Um, if you guys have any suggestions, let us know at brawnjapanpodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear some more suggestions on ways you've splurged cash on your trip to Japan or ways you'd like to splurge cash on your future trip to Japan. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And with that, it's time for Speedy Japanese. Are you ready to learn some mm. Japanese, Pete? Are you ready to become yeah, a master? Yeah, all right then. All right then. All right. May as well. Yeah, fine. Cool. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I figured uh, I'd teach the word for rich person, even though I guess to have $1,000 isn't to be rich, but mm. it's, uh, it's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> What's the word for rich person? The noun. Do you know? Have you ever heard it? Not a bloody clue, though. Uh, does it have the word you money it in it? Lot. It's, All right. It has got money in it, yeah. 
Oh, unsurprisingly. Okay. It's called, uh, the word is okanemochi. Okanemochi. So okane means money, and mochi means to hold. So literally, money hold, ah, money hold. The money, money holder. Money hold. Yeah. But you hear it quite a lot. People are like, oh, okanemochi, this car. Like, people always joke about it. Oh, are you rich? Are you rich? You know. So you do hear it quite a lot, okanemochi. Um, what about helicopter? We talked about the terrifying vehicle that is the helicopter earlier on. Uh, what is the Japanese word for helicopter? I reckon this one, one. is a uh, borrowed word, so I'm going to go with heli- helicopter. Helicopter. <laughs> yeah, helicopter. Helicopter. At least put in at least put in some Japanese intonation. Put the effort in. Helicopter. Perfect, yeah. It's basically that. Uh, helicopter. Helicopter. The only yeah. difference is the tar noise. Tar. The, the tar uh, character at the end is kind of elongated. Cool. So helicopter. Um, cool. And in a similar vein, what is... I guess we have... I haven't brought this up, actually, but uh, Olympics. What about Olympics? What's that in Japanese? I, you, if that was a borrowed word, I wouldn't even know where to start with that. There's too many L's, Y's, S's. <laughs> Try. Give us what we want. Try. Olympics. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Arimpikisu. Brilliant. That's my new favourite thing, hearing you say Olympics. To be fair, you had it. You had it. It was uh, it's literally just Olympiku. Olympiku. Ah. Because um, you rarely sort of see an N and a P together, do you? It's interesting they chose not to put su on the end there. It's just Olympiku. Yeah. Not Olympics. Yeah. What are you playing at, guys? What are you playing at? No. There you go. Mysteries of the universe. And now we turn our attention to the fax machine. What do we got this week, Mr. Dawson? Oh, we got a big fat dose of email from Steph. Hello, Steph. Hi, Chris and Pete. I just want to ask your advice on something Japan related. I visit Japan uh, once before in 2018 and I absolutely loved it. I've since uh, been taking Japanese classes and I hope to return at some point in the future. However, there is just one thing that keeps playing on my mind about it. While I was in Hokkaido, I was walking at 3am by an emergency text, closely followed by a pretty large earthquake. Being from the UK and somewhat inexperienced with earthquakes, I found the whole thing utterly terrifying. My question is, how often would you say you experience big earthquakes in Japan? I'm desperate to return, but I'm also scared of being caught up in the same situation. I feel pathetic for asking, as millions of people have to put up with earthquakes all the time. Uh, but I can't help but feel I would be constantly worrying about a big one happening again if I was to return. Thank you for the hours of entertainment you've both provided me. Keep it the good work. A smiley for Steph. Uh, have you ever experienced an earthquake? I can't remember if you no, have No, never. Completely oh. missed out every single time. Completely missed out. But you did go to the Kobe Earthquake Museum. Did you not try the simulator there? I Next tried the simulator, thing. yes. Yeah, that's. Uh, I tried the simulator. Or you could just, yeah. just, just hop on your bed and just shake the bed around, and that's pretty much shake the Shake the bed around. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, it depends where you are. They happen like every day but you don't feel them. Yeah. They're pretty small. Um, it needs to be like magnitude five to really feel it and it needs to be relatively nearby. Um, in Sendai, we get them quite a bit. I'd say Sendai is one of the more, uh, Sendai is one of the places where you frequently feel them the most um, compared to, it's interesting. When I lived in Yamagata on the East Coast, it was very rare. It was like once every year I'd feel something. But in Sendai, it can happen like every month you'll feel something. It won't be big, but you'll hear like, the first you hear like, you, you kind of hear it. You hear this low bass hum. It's really hard to explain, but you hear mm. this low bass hum, which is kind of creepy because you can f- kind of, it's almost like instinct. You know something's wrong. Right. And then you kind of hear like, like that kind of 
banging mm. noise um, of like a window yeah. pane sort of um, banging very gently. Um, and depending on how bad it is, it can get quite loud. I've I've had about five, I've had about a dozen really bad earthquakes that did scare me. Um, living in Sendai in an apartment block built in like the seventies or eighties, <clears throat> living a few stories up, you really do feel it, and it is a little bit creepy, right? Especially waking up in the morning. It's a, it's not a fun way to wake up, to be honest. But <laughs> no, it's really not. It's very startling, but um, it's really not that bad. And these days, you know, Japanese buildings have been built very well to withstand earthquakes. Um, we always talk about the Great Hanshin earthquake, the Kobe earthquake, how uh, there were a lot of deaths back in 1995 when that happened. But uh, after that, um, Japan kind of kind of changed the way it builds, it, it constructs buildings and made them a lot safer. Right. And in the 2011 earthquake, it really, I don't, there weren't that many deaths as a result of the earthquake, I believe. Um, so don't worry about it. Don't let that get in the way, Steph. People here live with it every day and it's not that scary. You have to learn to kind of embrace it. And part of me does find it kind of fascinating when it does happen. I can be a little bit scared. I do often run for the doorway because they say you should stand in a doorway or under a table. But uh, I still find it kind of fascinating above all rather than scary. So embrace it. Embrace the earthquakes and uh, don't let it get in the way of your trip. But thanks for your question. Very good question there. Um, Mm. Steve from Manchester says, Hey, Chris and Pete, thanks for keeping my spirits up while I'm stuck indoors with my cats and cheap pasta. Cheap pasta? Isn't all pasta relatively cheap? Or do Um, you have expensive pasta? Yeah. Well, I live above go. a um, Italian deli, so I mean, oh. I, I guess the, the the problem is I've never actually been in there, um, but I do give them their post every now and again. Um, but so I can hardly now. There's a bit of a lockdown, and there's very limited opportunities to buy food. I think it'd be a bit rich of me to sort of pop downstairs for food when I've never actually entered there or darkened their doors before. I feel very awkward about be- it. That would be utterly disgraceful. Um, I can't believe you never been in there. That's shocking. Anyway, uh, my question is, if you could make a six-part series together in Japan, Pete and Chris, doing something, anything, what would you like to film? I'd love to see more of you guys hanging out together. Journey Across Japan and the recent Sapporo vlogs were hilarious and much-needed escapes right now. Keep up the great work, lads. Steve from Manchester. That's an interesting question. A six-part series with Pete. Any ideas, I think Pete? We could, uh, genius. I think we could probably uh, go around uh, Japan, taking on the Yakuza, solving crimes. Uh, we could be called uh, the Crime Shits, and we just go around solving crimes. Coolish crime hands. Oh, my God, it's the Crime <laughs> Shits. Put that knife down. Crime Shits. <laughs> my imagination does not stretch as far as that. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. That's. That, I think Pete's already hit the nail on the head there. Right. It'll be quite fun. <laughs> Crime shit. Pete and Chris Take doing him. something with the Yakuza. Yeah. That could could be interesting. Take them down. I, Take their white collar cl- crime down. I don't think there's much to take down these days. From what I understand, the Yakuza uh, numbers on the the decline pretty massively in the last decade. Uh, the government's yeah, had a real crackdown. They've still got a hold on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly in Kobe, yeah. They're still pretty strong down in Hyogo Prefecture in Kobe. So mm. there you go. Whatever that well, idea was, that'd be that <laughs> let's actually do that. Or, or in search of the ghost wolf. Remember the ghost wolf we talked about it a few months back? There's a wolf, uh the only wolf in Japan that allegedly went uh extinct several centuries ago. 
but apparently it's still there in the mountains near Mount Fuji. You can Ooh. hear it at night going, or whatever okay. the fuck wolves sound like. And we go there and find that. I reckon that'll be fun. Oh, shit. Go and find... <laughs> All right, Peter Spaken. We'll do that one. All right. <laughs> what have we got next? Uh, we got oh, an email dear. from Ewan. Hello to Ewan. Hi, Chris and Pete. I'm a year nine student from Manchester. Sorry for all the shits. Uh, and I've been listening to the podcast for about a year and I've watched the videos for about two years. Normally, I'd listen to the podcast. Are you eating a coolish? Are you eating your coolish, I'm, Chris? Yeah, of course I am. I'm still eating it. Do, uh, do you, have you any idea how upsetting that is to me? <laughs> it's good, though. Unbelievable. Normally, I'd listen to the podcast on the tram to school, um, but since they are now closed, uh, you are the thing that makes my revision a little bit easier. Oh, imagine being in lockdown having a revision. I'm so sorry, <laughs> you. Um, since you used to be a, a teacher, Chris, have you got any revision tips? Thank you for making the greatest podcast out there, both of you, uh, and I hope you have a great week. Uh, Ewan, what a lovely message, and I'm so sorry you're having to do revision. I, the thing about revision, Chris, I always found was that um, I wouldn't do any of it, and then the day before the exam, all of my work would sound and uh, seem incredibly interesting. Like, I'd be doing my history vision like two days before the exam, and I'd mm. suddenly find everything incredibly interesting, incredibly captivating, and think, why didn't I start reading this earlier? <laughs> yeah, Idiot. I know the feeling. I mean, I, I certainly didn't start revising until like 24 hours before the exam. It's one of those, not, I always have that as a nightmare. It's one of my weird nightmares that I have, that I've got like a big test coming up tomorrow. And I regret not revising for it because I'm an idiot. Um, so do your revision. Do it. Do it. It'll pay off big do time. Um, my tips are when I was learning Japanese, like I've never taken learning anything seriously, to be honest, until I started trying to learn Japanese because I felt like I needed to living in Japan. Um, and I did come across some really good memorization techniques for learning uh, Japanese because I had to. I, I, my memory was crap. I couldn't memorize anything until I read some books on it. Um, get a book called You Can Have an Amazing Memory by Dominic O'Brien. I think it's Dominic O'Brien. Um, and that has loads of great memorization techniques for revision. Depends on how good your memorization is, to be honest. Mine was awful. But that book certainly taught me some techniques, which I still use today whenever I'm learning something. Or used a spaced repetition system like Unki. Uh, there's loads of things online these days, but space repetition uses, um, God, I don't know if I can go into detail on it now, but basically it's a really effective way for memorizing things. Look up space repetition system and thank me later. It's a great way for memorizing loads of stuff really effortlessly and keeping it in your mind for good. But uh, good luck, you, and keep up the studies. All the best to you, mate. And uh, yeah. Are you still there, Is Pete? Like- you seem to- yeah, I'm still there, yeah. I heard you shuffling off. I thought you were going to get some. I wasn't, some sh- I wasn't shuffling. I was. I was actually uh, wiping, uh, wiping my windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. While I'm here trying to give out invaluable you're knowledge, eating you're coolish. While I'm eating, while I'm reading out Ewan's email, you're eating coolish. Is that right? I'm going to wipe my windowsill. Looking filthy. <laughs> it's important revenge. to keep up standards. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> keep those windows clean <laughs> uh, we got one from Amy it says hello Chris and Pete love the podcast it's certainly helping me pass the time during lockdown but I have a bone to pick with you I think Uh-oh. that Nagoya the city of Nagoya is incredibly underrated um, yeah. its food scene is, is, is one of my favourites I recommend what is that Yabaton uh, Yabaton a miso katsu place and Ebi Furai Sando uh, from Komparu. Um Miso Katsu, that would probably be 
It's just, I don't know what that is, actually. I feel like I should know what that is. <laughs> Ebby Fry, you know, it was just prawns in batter, uh, shrimp battered. Um, so good. Nagoya is famous for its miso dishes, tebasaki, uh, chicken wings, unagi, eels, uh, and tenmusu. I don't know what that is, amongst other things. I'm passionate, passionate in capital letters about Nagoya, Chris. Uh, perhaps if you'd run out of video ideas, you can go to Nagoya and do a video. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Amy from southeast London. Um, I'm guessing that's because we, or I always talk about how Nagoya is rubbish. No offence to the people of Nagoya. It's just well known in Japan for not being the greatest place. Um, it's just nothing really there. Well, there is, but it's just very bland. I've driven through it a few times, and I've just thought it looked like an endlessly dull city, and I judged it by its cover, because its cover is rubbish. You did. But you've been I there. Liked, you like it, don't you? Yeah, I liked it. I, I had a really good night out there. It was really good. It's a really good little place to stroll around. That's where you I saw the Koto, uh, hard, oh, basically the book-offs and hard-offs, because it was at the end of the holiday, and you sort of feel like you have to mm. um, turn in um, a performance when it comes to gifts, so uh, I was mainly doing a lot of that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a vibey little town. It was fun. A vibey little town. A I mean, it's bloody massive. Town. I think it's bigger <laughs> it than is, London. Yeah. It's huge. Um I think it's it's kind of my favourite thing about Nagoya is it's close to Osaka and Kyoto by bullet train. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Amy won't be happy. Sorry, Amy. But there you go. Amy has spoken. Amy's listed off some great dishes. I did have the um, the chicken wings, the tebasaki, uh, one time when I was passing through Nagoya Station. And they were good. Credit where it's due, they were pretty good. So if you do go to Nagoya, be sure to get some chicken wings. It's the, the dish of Nagoya. Uh, what have we got next, mm. Pete? We got one from Tobias. Hello, Tobias. Hi, Chris and Pete. Oh, dear Chris and Pete, rather. I'm a long-time listener to the podcast, and I wanted to inform you that the pizza vending machine has started appearing in Germany. I have found several in Bavaria. Uh, thanks for well, keeping hey. me entertained while driving to work. Pizza stuffed regards, <clears throat> Tobias. Thank you very much, uh, <laughs> Tobias. Um, the pizza you saga spot, you continues. Said, the pizza saga continues. It was, it was in Toronto, wasn't it? Yeah, so it started off in Hiroshima. We read about it on the podcast, uh, and then a year after, I think we read about it in 2017. Then in 2018, right. we went to Hiroshima for Journey Across Japan and found it. Then I made a video about it and loads of people went. They loved it. And then after a few months, they revealed that the bloody vending machine had disappeared and loads of people were going. Because they'd seen my video, loads of people, loads of viewers were going to this crappy little car park in the middle of nowhere on the outskirts of Hiroshima just to get this pizza vending machine and it's gone and it wasn't gone. And people were messaging me really angry that it wasn't there. And then <laughs> after that... Here on this podcast, uh, one of you guys listening in in Toronto said it was there, if I'm right in thinking, um, Toronto, near mm. a film studio. Uh, yeah. And now, finally, it is in Bavaria. So it seems to be spreading around the world. Either the, they're getting more popular or it's the same vending machine. It's just gone a worldwide <laughs> trip around the world. That, that, could be, that could be the case, yeah. Um, I like the thing. Uh, so. I, well, I just think, well, Bavaria's like, like so good for beer. Beer and pizza go together, don't they? So It would, but have you eaten out of the pizza vending machine? It's not... No, well, you, know, you didn't rate it, did you? Good. No, okay. It wasn't good. Um, it's fresh, it wasn't that's bad, all you want. I, I never understand. Going to, uh, new, d during the football Amal tour in New York, um, I spoke mm. to many people who had very, very, very strong opinions about pizza. And I'm going to say it now, pizza... <laughs> should not be a national dish of anyone <laughs> it's just not that good 
Calm down, everyone. What? You might think you have the best pizza in the world. It's not that good, all right? It's all about the toppings. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> True. I find and the email uh, address I found is... Uh, <laughs> I'm more of an Italian pizza man. The kind of thin... I like a thin crust and simplicity. But Yeah. I mean, if I was going to go back to my, the, the times when I used to eat Domino's pizza, it would be uh, like a uh, like a spicy sausage kind of meat feast kind of job. Or one of those barbecue oh, chickens. They were nice as well. Lovely old job. Good old meat feast. But there you go. The question is, where will the pizza vending machine appear next? Hiroshima, Toronto, Bavaria. Where's going to be next? If you have a In pizza your nightmares. <laughs> let us know. Let us know if you have a pizza vending machine near you. At Abroad in Japan, uh, podcast at gmail.com send us your comments questions stories anything guys let us know but we'll be back same time next week to do it all over again no matter where you might be out there in the big wide run oh, I can't talk today terrible isn't it no matter where you might be out there in the- I've saw that ice cream all oh, the coolish it's gone to my head no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world right now have yourself a great week please be careful take care stay safe and we'll be back next Wednesday to do it all over again here on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye, everyone. And bye, Pete. Stay out of trouble. Go and clean your windows. Goodbye. Pizza's rubbish. Bye. Aww. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 